2: Looking for the perfect gift for the perfect guy this Valentine's Day? Perfect gift. Well, then the perfect jean knows just what you need to gift your man. They're mind readers. From jeans or shorts that are tailored to not crush your man's junk.
0: Ow, that hurts.
2: To shirts that use the same stretch and quality as their jeans to make your man look good this Valentine's Day ill-fitting clothes make you look ugly and unworthy of love. Plus, the best Valentine's Day is using promo code Biddle20 at theperfectgene.nyc for 20% off your first order. That's right. Biddle20 gets you 20% off all their items. Inclusive deals are the best. So this Valentine's Day, fuck those boring khakis and get your man the perfect gift from the perfect Jean. And don't forget to use
3: code Biddle twenty for twenty percent off your order. Khakis are the worst. It's a new year, and that means we're trying to get our diets, finances, and goals in line. Know what else needs aligning in the new year? Your spine. Bueno, thanks to our friends at Snapcrack, you could definitely achieve that goal in the new year. Snapcrack offers hassle-free chiropractic adjustments for just $29 a visit. No hidden fees, no appointments needed. Just walk in and experience their three-step process of the crack, the drop, and the click. They even offer monthly $49 memberships that include adjustments and a variety of Snap Boost Vitamin Therapy injections, which... Como están las cosas hoy en día, we can all get a little bit more vitamins, right? Bueno, así que visit to snapcrack.com today and find the location nearest you, which now includes a location in Hialeah. So you know how that's going to be. La ciudad que progresa. And you know how much I love Hialeah. Then just stop by. You'll be in and out in no time. After all, when you feel better, you do better. Hey everyone, this is DJ, and this is Ish, and this is Season 5 of But Let Me Tell You. Episodes away from 200.
2: <laughs> yes, we are, sir.
3: I guess that should mean something, but you know, now who knows?
2: This is true. I mean, it. it, it you know, it, anyway. Welcome to episode 190.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, you uh, you got me there. As you know, I used to say in the first several episodes, "Are we recording?" Yes. We'll welcome are. to episode 190, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And um, how is everybody this week?
2: Well, we I made think, it through another week. Well, I think everyone's doing well compared to you.
3: So we're not gonna we're not gonna really stress on it, but you know, you may hear us a little bit differently today. Right. Um, and that is because Ish and I are recording in each other's respective homes because I got the coronavirus.
2: Yes, and in true Darian fashion, you got the coronavirus the day like after you got the booster shot.
3: Well, I tested positive. <laughs> I tested positive the day after I got the booster shot. So, I probably had it when I got the booster shot. And they tell you that you shouldn't have it when you do But here we are. But you know what? And, you know, I... Like, everybody, I had my days where I felt like I got hit by a truck. Um, and then, like, yesterday, I had, like, a headache. Um, and, and, you know, and... and you, you know, you feel a little bit better each day. Like I have had moments where I've felt really, really bad. I even had a fever of 102. But you know what? I mean? Honestly, wow, at this
2: you point, had like a real fever. like
3: No, I had like a real fever. Like shivers and everything. Oh, sure. Wait, 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 wait. This is evidence of how oh. bad my fever was. I was wearing a hoodie, socks, and turned off the air.
2: Okay, for those of you, which is most of you who have never been to Darian's house... Imagine a tundra inside of a refrigerator inside of an igloo. Plus 10.
3: Yes, because I am that person that puts the air at like 50. <laughs> like, when people come to my house, they're like, oh, shit, I forgot my sweater.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like we live in Miami. No, no, I'm going to go visit Darian.
3: <laughs> because I
2: don't like it cold. I like it freezing cold. No, 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 no. There's cold and then there's whatever happens at your house
3: right so so that's that is the best gauge to tell you how bad I felt that i had the air turned off, i put it at like 80 at 80 yeah, no, i did i did no i didn't want the air to turn on you know you just put it at a high temperature and it won't turn on right um that is how bad like i felt especially when my fever was like peaking um but look at this point in time uh, obviously i'm vaxxed, i got boosted i wear my i still wear my mask most places that i go to, I do want to and remember. you know it, it, well but it's the same with you know the same with you i do wear the mask most places that i go to it's very very really rare for me not to wear the mask but at this point in time everybody's gonna get it yeah. you know um i i had even sort of not that it's a joking matter but i've sort of even joked with you i'm like i'm just waiting to get it because like well, now on the uh, everybody around me got it you know um and everybody around me were people that were vaccinated and people that took precautions. So, oh, that's all cool. But, you know, here we are. So... Yeah.
2: Well, again... Here I mean, we are in 190. What was that? Here we are in episode 190. 190, you know. 190.
3: Vacunado y con COVID. Although, I have to say, and this is very very reflective of, like, the dynamic of you and I. I get coronavirus, God knows from where. You got it on a cruise, you know, having fun. This is very reflective of our personalities. You know, you went out with a bang. That's true.
2: And it, was, and it was at the end of 2021.
3: Right. Yeah, you went out with a bang. You know, party, on a cruise in the Caribbean. No, I just got it on a random, you know, garden variety day. <laughs> you
2: probably went to, like, Publix. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so whatever. So yeah, here we are. So you know, all things considered, I'm fine. I you know, it, 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 como todo, you know, you have your days that you feel like awful, like I I can't get out of bed. Um, and then you know, you progress a little bit by there. But look, I think that none of us that especially have this Omicron variant that is not as strong, and especially if we're vaccinated, you know, we can't complain even if it's. You know, several days, even a week of being feverish, of feeling bad, we can't complain because those people that got it early on and those people that like, got the Delta variant that really were messed up, the people who got it without it, you know, because there weren't any vaccines or anything like that, you know, those were, like, the people who really suffered through this, so I'm not going to sit here and complain and what oh, was me, you know, it is what it, could it be is. Worse. It, it, could, it could be worse. It could be worse. You know, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's
2: good. So, in in, in news, <laughs> well, wait. Are you so saying I, you are not news? <laughs> well,
3: no, no, because no, I mean, whatever. So, so in in, in topics, topical, okay. if you will. So, there's something I wanted to like bring up that is very up our alley. And I, as I was watching the show, I kept thinking about this. So, um, maybe many of our listeners. Watch Euphoria, Ugh. and I started watching Euphoria this week. I have time in my hands. This is true. Uh, okay, so put your feelings of Zendaya aside. So Ish is not a fan of Zendaya. Um, but I why is say, that? You don't care for Zendaya
2: because she's just average. Like I don't get the I don't get the thing. My thing with Zendaya is as it is with most celebrities, where it's just like I think they're okay, but then for some reason la cogen con con la persona and right, and but, that's like, that, but that's not her fault. I didn't say it was her fault, but it still makes me go. Ugh.
3: Well, right, because I, there is a media adoration of her, which I don't think is a bad thing, but that's not her fault. But I think, she's I think.
2: She, but I just think she's an average actress. Like I don't, I, I have yet to be. No,
3: I, I prior to Euphoria, I had only seen her in Casey Undercover. Um <laughs> And let's face it, and no, nothing against Ndara, I used to watch Casey Undercover for Dwayne Wade and, you know, <laughs> and Whitley, because, you know, from a different world, they, they were on the show as well. Um, she was cute in that show, but, you know, obviously it was a, a teen role, yeah, you know, it was, it was a Disney for, for Nickelodeon. It was Nickelodeon. Um, Casey Undercover. No, it was Disney. No, it was Nickelodeon. It, it was Disney. I'm um, pretty sure it was Nickelodeon.
2: As you look it up, and I will be proven right.
3: <laughs> it was Disney. <laughs> it was Disney. Why didn't you say Disney?
2: Because I, knew I it told was you. Disney. I told no, but I told you it was Disney. You were saying Nickelodeon. Lies. See, that's because you have the COVID. <laughs> Your fever of one hundred and two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
3: anyway, okay. She is amazing in Euphoria. She is really good in Euphoria, and I. Thinker. What did she get at? Win so a me, Golden Globe? And Emmy. an Emmy. And Emmy. I think is very well-deserved because <clears throat> this is not as Zendaya role. Mm-hmm. She is not pretty and clean and, you know, glamorous. Well, and Jose watches the she, show, so I've seen it. That is so funny because I, as I watch that show, I'm like, this is a total show Jose would watch.
2: And he does. <laughs> it,
3: it is very dark and very great. Like, I don't know if you've seen episodes of yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen like two episodes. I think she's... She's actually gomez in the show. But that's not even what I wanted to talk about the show. So, uh, for for those of you who don't know... So, Euphoria is a show on... um, I was going to say VH1.
2: That would be great. If now VH1 was just doing like top shelf, critically acclaimed things... As opposed to reality TV.
3: Right. It's on HBO. And it's about kids in high school. All these kids are under 18. um, Kids in high school. And obviously... What they go through in high school, but this is like this is not my so called life. (laughs) You know, this isn't real school. These kids are like on drugs. They're doing like porn. They are, you know, they are doing a lot and (laughs) a lot lot. And there's penises and every single, there's frontal in every single episode, at least every single episode that I've seen, that after a while sort of makes you uncomfortable, because it's like, why are they showing this much nudity? Um, but anyway, because I'm. it's not that I'm a, 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 pr- a prude or whatever, but sometimes when there's excessive nudity, I'm like, is there some amount of nudity for shock value, or is it indicative and needed for the plot? And right. Whatever. But anyway, the point I wanted to make and why I bring this show up is um, so in the show, like, these kids go to these parties and they sleep over their friend's house. And I kept thinking, Euphoria! Th- the plotline in Euphoria would not happen with Latin parents. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. But give me up four examples. And Daya's character, uh, Rue, Hey, I'm gonna go spend the night at so and so's house. Okay, honey, have a good time. I'm like, what? Also, like...
2: isn't she like a recovering <laughs> addict? So she is. they are very she is. lax
3: with her. Yes. Okay, <laughs> honey, have a good time. I'm like, what? Like, what are the other one? Uh, I I I just started the show, so I don't know everybody's characters' names yet. That her daughter, who again, these kids are all under seventeen. That her daughter, um a goes away for the weekend with her 22-year-old boyfriend, and the girl's like 17. The boyfriend comes to pick her up at the house, in the car, and they go away for the weekend. And the mom's like, bye! I'm like, what? I'm like, that would not happen with Latin parents. And, like, the high school parties, the high school parties, these all people went to, I'm like, what high school is this at? Because... In all the parties that we went to in high school, and we went to a lot of we parties, did go to a lot of parties. We went to a lot of parties, and we went from ninth grade all the way to senior year. And senior year, we did the whole senior year party. There was always parents in the house, and it would be the whole thing. En la viendo casa. Yeah. Right, behind the television, you know the parents are inside the house and the kids can party in the backyard in la terraza around the pool. Right, I'm like, what type of parties? Because we went to a lot of parties, and that, that those shenanigans did not happen, you know? Yeah. And, and we went to public school, you we, know? Exactly, like yeah. All. yeah. Oh, well, 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 we public know that it's, it's even yeah. worse. It's even worse, But, yeah, that's what I keep thinking. I'm like, okay, so do the parents he, in this show ever, like, step up and say, like, no, you're not going out? Like, like <laughs> this other girl is running, like, a total, like, um... X-Tube, what is it? Um, uh, uh, Yeah, like an OnlyFans, like, porn hub thing in her house. And, like, her parents haven't noticed. And, like, that that specific character, like, one day she just completely started dressing, like, really, like, out there and provocative with cleavage and all that. And her mom just saw her. Her mom didn't say anything. And I'm like, pero, pero que? Like, What? You know what that reminded me of? I don't mind sharing this with our listeners. Do you remember, because, you know, obviously since you and I have been friends since we were 10 years old, there's history. Do you remember that time? I was 20 years old. I was 20. That I, I sort of went on a date with someone, and I didn't tell my parents. But it was kind of like a, a long date, like, I don't know. The date was, like, from, I don't know, like... Two in the afternoon to, like, nine o'clock at night. Which, (laughs) like, nine o'clock is early. Yes, I was home by nine o'clock. Right. But it was one of those things that I was gone the whole day. And my parents called all of you guys. Where was I? What was I doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And you guys, so, didn't, you guys didn't even know. I remember the I went story, out. but
2: I don't remember them calling. Like, I'm sure they did, but I don't. I remember the yeah. story. But you, no, remember, no. but you remember
3: the story? Yeah, yeah. They called everybody. They called everybody. And when I got home, and I was 20 years old, when I got home, where were you? What were you doing? And it was one of these things. I did go out. With someone, (laughs) and and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even tell you guys, and but again, I was gone from like two to nine. (laughs) Yeah, these were like okay
2: hours. It's not like you were gone. You were gone the right two to nine, two p.m. to nine. Right. (laughs) Right. Instead, I went from two a.m. to
3: nine a.m. Right. And my and I was twenty years old, and my parents, and 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 I was like afraid. I was like, oh my god, when I get (laughs) home. See, see, my parents, and your and your parents too. Yeah. Like, I remember my parents, us being full-blown adults, and my parents, like, didn't want me to sleep over your house. Yeah. Or, like, whatever. Yeah, like, whatever. And I feel like, no. And these people are like, like oh,
2: I'm
3: going to you know. oh, so-and-so's for the night. Okay, bye. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, I, so that is what I'm... You know, everybody's, like, talking about, like, the drug use... And like the the sex, the, the and unrealistic I'm like, wardrobe. I'm like no 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 no. If Euphoria was set in Miami, <laughs> in Worcester, it would in be Campbell, a very short show. Where's <laughs> Euphoria? Where's <laughs> Euphoria? Euphoria que que Euphoria que que Euphoria. No vamos a ir a casa de nadie. Euphoria en casa. <laughs> and I'm like, these parents don't ask any questions it's like go
2: go yeah that's what i just i can't watch that show like zendaya aside it's just i'm so tired of all these you know shows about teenagers where it's like look how gritty it is look how edgy it is and it's like no it's not it's you're just showing sexy underage pe- quote unquote underage people because i'm sure they're all of age on the, sh- the actors mm-hmm. themselves you know doing naughty quote-unquote things and you think it's so. i i, I like the show because I, they're edgy like and i hate that word edgy because that word has become so overused for everything it's like right up there with iconic
3: right. well look i think it's edgy if not for any other reason for the way it's shot it's shot in a very artistic way you know, it's not your regular... I mean, if you've seen a few episodes, okay. I'm sure you've noticed. It's not your regular multicam show or whatever you want to call it. it it's starting in a very, like, artistic and cinematic way. Um, so if, it's, if you want to use the word edgy, I would say for that reason. I just... I mean... I don't think the point of the show is to make a real-life depiction of kids in high school. I'm sure there's kids in high school that have gone through what this show goes to, but the uh, the, the debauch- debauchery that occurs in this show is like... Okay, I was in high school, like everybody else, and you know we weren't the most popular kids in school, but we weren't like little saints that just we weren't hermits either no, right? no,
2: we were we, and, were we were a little nerdy you know in the grand scheme we were,
3: but, but we weren't we weren't like completely out of it right and like i could confidently tell you that those type of things did not happen in in high school parties at least in our time and we went to high school in the 90s or, you know or at
2: least not with the degree of quote unquote frequency that this show has it happened?
3: Yes, because it's like, everybody's, like, really fucked up. Like, everybody, you know? And it's like, wow. Um, the show is very intense. I think the show is great. And I, and I understand why it's critically acclaimed. The show, I think, is very intense. And it's it's a hard show to binge watch because it's, it's very heavy. And, like, after watching two episodes, for example, it's like, oh, I need a break. I need to go watch, like, you know... Um, Britain's uh, <laughs> uh, no, or like uh, the British Bake Off, you know? <laughs> something light Yes, yes. The, the British Bake Off just makes you; it always makes you feel good. It does. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You just watch a couple of episodes of the Great British Bake Off, and I think I'll watch it now when I'm done. When we're done here,
4: you are <laughs> I, I want to go program. watch the the great
3: the Great British Bake Off. So, yes. so yes, yeah. So euphoria. So. Before we go
2: into any other topics, I do want to bring something up that I wanted to bring up at the top of the show, but completely forgot, so I'm just going to shoehorn it in here. Um, Mm -hmm. So we know, listeners, we know that you love when we, you know, when Darian and I just talk and talk and talk for hours, um, but we know that you also enjoy when we have guests. So we're going to try something a little different this season. We are going to have our interviews as bonus episodes. So we've got our first one coming up. Uh, This week with uh, Gracie Mercedes from Grand Crew on NBC. And so that's something we're going to tinker with this year to, you know, just give you a little bit more content because we don't want to cut ourselves off, which, you know, obviously there's we don't want these episodes to be like four hours long. Um, You know, we're not Joe Rogan for many reasons um but <laughs> yes. not a good week to be joe rogan not a good week to be joe rogan <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't want to invest in that stock <laughs> no. but you know we also know that that y'all enjoy the celebrity interviews and even those really a lot of times the end product you would hear was edited down because as many a guest has said to us you know we only ask for 20 minutes but it never goes 20 minutes so uh, this way you know you get the best of both worlds it's like hannah montana
3: yeah, because we always, it's something that from the beginning, especially when we started getting a lot of interviews, we've always struggled with, um, you know, when we have, you know, especially, I mean, not only celebrity interviews. but no, just interviews in general. That, you know, there, there's people that naturally that we really click with, and, and our, our interview goes on easily for 45, 50 minutes. Um, and a lot of times when we have that content, as i said he has to edit it down because then our you know our part of the episode our segments um, we either have to make them like 15 minutes and then the interview or like we make them long you know we make them the usual time but then the episode ends up being an hour and a half so um, i think this is a good problem to have yeah, exactly yeah yeah <laughs> um, we have too and, much content. And, and 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 you guys our listeners our wonderful wonderful listeners That's you have beautiful. made a very clear um to us throughout the years at this point that you enjoy the banter between you and i between Ish and i so um you know we don't want to you know it's it's like we're, we're always playing like juggling like do we make our segment shorter and make the interview or like do we make the interview shorter so we're gonna try this out for a bit yeah. you know and if it doesn't work we'll go back to the, yeah. the regular <laughs>
2: yeah. instead of sacrificing content we're just gonna give you more of it
3: yes 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 so so we we're starting well today's Federal friday yes so it will be wednesday the correct. next next wednesday correct so correct. next wednesday we'll have the celebrity interview or the interview yep. and then the following friday we have a regular episode right and our
2: interviews will be i mean again depending on on you know how many we've got but it's it's about we are looking to do maybe two a month give or take right so right. You know, we'll so. try to keep that also same day as the episode drops uh, February 16th is Trivia Night at Beat Culture. Hope to
3: see those of you there
2: who are here in Miami.
3: Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, um, hopefully I can make it. <laughs> That's right. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, I hope you can at least join
3: me at Beat Culture. Uh, right. If else. Uh, otherwise, it'd be a one-man trivia night, which you have done before. So so anyway. Okay, so I wanted to mention something. This week um, were the Oscar nominations, Was anybody excited? I was not.
2: I I feel like I I, haven't seen anything.
3: So, the the, the reason I'm bringing up the Oscar nominations, otherwise, I would have not brought it up, is that, um, not surprisingly, um, Encanto got nominated for Best Motion Picture. And Best Song. Uh, Yeah, Best Animated uh, Picture, excuse Mm me. Um, Right, but the song that got nominated was not the We don't talk song. about Bruno. It was it was another song, um, Yes. So we don't talk about Bruno, which has broken every streaming record there is, was not nominated. So, do you know why it happened?
2: I think it has something. I read an article about this today. Um I, it kind of comes down to Disney always wanting to hedge their bets with some like a ballad type style, right? Because it right. Turns because, to be better with the, with the because pattern. when the so what yeah. happened was that
3: when the Oscar cutoff happened. Um, I, I think Bruno Incantico hadn't taken off. hadn't come out yet. Bruno hadn't taken off, so they placed their bets on that song "Dos Orgu Orgu Orguitas" "Orguitas" um, "Orguitas," uh, which translates to two caterpillars, yeah. and. Um, and obviously, you know, we didn't know oh, about Bruno yet. <laughs> we did not. We did not. But, but, but the song is not nominated, which is like, what? And it's, it, I, I think I said this last week. The thing about that song, have you finally seen the movie? I have not. I'm still behind. So the thing about that song is that when I saw that movie, and, you know, I've made it very clear in 198 episodes, I'm not into musicals. I'm not a musical person. Spite my best friend. I see musicals and I'm like, okay, whatever. I have liked certain musicals. I did like Hamilton. Um, Avenue and 3. there's been some uh, Avenue Q and uh, there's been some that I've liked, but I'm not a. Mus- I am not I do not know anything about musicals. It's it's I it's not my element. But even I, watching Encanto, when I heard that song, we don't talk about Bruno. I'm like, oh, this song is really good. Because like you can't help it, right? Like right. I'm like th- this. It, it, it's it's called what the showstopper in musicals, like the song.
2: Uh, it's it, it, okay. I haven't seen, I haven't heard the song, so I couldn't tell you. But sure, let's go with showstopper. I'm sure Stephanie right. will text us.
3: Right. Like I knew, I mean, my my non-musical trained ear knew that this was like a great song. Right. So it's just interesting that apparently the executives at Disney didn't think
2: that. No, but on the plus side, though, this is the first time that Disney has submitted a non-English language song for an Academy Award consideration. Well, there we go. So, you know, this song that is in Spanish... Is you know, is up for an Academy Award, and if it wins, then Lim Manuel Miranda gets to join the EGOT ranks. So he's
3: only missing an Academy Award, yep,
2: hmm. because Hamilton won. Uh, I believe Hamilton won an Emmy for something like technical, something
3: right because it was on TV, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I will
2: say this that maybe I'm wrong, but I th- and I know that they don't know the results, so take it grain of salt. But if Rita Moreno presents the best original song, I'm going to go on record as saying I think that means Le Manuel won. You think so? <laughs> Puerto Rican EGOT presenting to a Puerto Rican EGOT. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it writes itself, the press release.
3: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. Have they said anything of this year's Oscars are going to be a regular Oscars?
2: I don't know. But I will say, I hope it's like last year's. I liked the last year's. It felt like the Golden Globes. It was nice.
3: I I, I told you what my problem with it was, also, right?
2: I could watch Regina King walk all day.
3: But i tell you what my problem with it was, right? <laughs> that it was in a train station, oh, yeah. which was beautiful. <laughs> it was gorgeous. But, the, but the, they did it at sundown. And the lighting. it was... it's, a, it's a <laughs> That's like not flattering. And I'm like, how come they didn't think about this? Because... <laughs> all I could think of is
2: no, no. what if you're in a train that's arriving at that time or supposed to leave <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah so no let's see I, I, I don't know if it's going to be a regular um, episode or not I mean because the Oscars
2: is what in March or did they yes. move it no it's in March
3: oh okay it's in March so hey everyone DJ here one of the best ways to get a little me time is hitting the gym and it doesn't hurt to feel healthy too, right? But with all of the variants of COVID going around, some of us still don't feel comfortable going back. And I hear you, yo me siento igual. Bueno, the new UFit has the perfect solution with UFit On Demand. Available 24-7, the streaming option features hundreds of classes and fitness programs from fitness experts, Les Mills. From beginners to high intensity, UFIT on demand means, okay, yeah, you don't have any excuses for putting off your fitness journey from the comfort of your own home and on your own time. And did we mention it's less than $5 a month? Yep, under $5 a month, and you can work out as much as you want, and it doesn't get better than that. So visit ufit.com to get started with your on-demand fitness goals. After all, at ufit, you, you come first. So yeah, anyway, so what, what's, what's going on on your end?
2: Well, on my end, I actually wanted to bring something up because um, this weekend, as we know, is the Super Bowl.
4: Um, see, which I will not be going to any Super Bowl party. <laughs> we probably won't be having one Um,
2: <laughs> as a result. Because if you aren't doing anything and Jose is going to go see Bjork on Sunday, so I can't think of anything less Super Bowl than Bjork. And... <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I actually disagree because her her attack on the um, reporter That's true. that was pretty that, you know uh, icon- that
2: was iconic that was iconic that was iconic and it deserves right. the word iconic
3: that was that was the paparazzi uh, attack Super Bowl that was <laughs> well she wasn't even paparazzi she was a reporter
2: oh I would pay the money I don't have to have Bjork sing the national anthem you you guys thought Fergie was weird um have bjork take a stab at it yeah but um no so this um the super bowl which i I found this fascinating will be the first time that the halftime show has an a a, uh, american sign language interpreter performing during the halftime show
3: oh i hadn't thought about that I I, i i didn't know
2: I hadn't either, and and when I read that, I, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're not hearing impaired, you and I, so obviously that's not our world, but I was like, really, 2022 is, like, now is when we're having, you know, ASL performers during the halftime show? It's, really, this hasn't been happening all along, or at least for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years? Like, it's just...
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's um, it's a form of ableism that we're all guilty of, because... Um, that, that I always remember, oh, I, I'm going to butcher this, that organization you gave a last soda to regarding shoes. Tom's.
2: Oh, no. I, okay. No, yeah. yes. I can't remember their name right now, but yes, that they, that they provide, um, like shoes for, for people who may need may have, um, uh, prosthetics and
3: yes, I had never thought about that. Right? right so you know that's a certain form of ableism that you know we're all guilty of that you know we 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 don't because of our own advantage and privilege and ableism we don't think about certain things that obviously only if you are disabled or or whatever specific disability you have it's a part of your everyday life so though you know the whole thing without asl i mean look i think that that's something that everybody would agree that i mean why would that not why would that not be something that they have, right? Um
2: have you seen so have you seen these some of these ASL performers like at concerts, specifically like rap concerts? Yes.
3: They're yes. phenomenal. Uh, I, I will tell you the first time I ever saw that at a concert. Where? With you. Really? Yeah, it was the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls 1998 Spice World
2: Tour. Okay, the Spice World Tour.
3: Yes. No, the the Spice World Tour, not the Spice World World Tour. Tour. Got it. Yeah. Right. Don't you remember?
2: Oh, the screen. Because we could see it. Yes, Yes, the screen. That's right.
3: Yes, yes. So I'm actually super excited about this year's um, halftime show. Did you see that meme I posted the other day? Yes. I posted a meme, listeners, that I had a picture of like um, Eminem, um, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and it said, these, uh, what is it, Gen Z? Yeah, Gen Z is about to These Gen Z Z kids kids will know who their parents really are once the beat drops. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. Because. Who's the the
2: lineup again? It's Mary J., Eminem, uh,
3: Snoop Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre.
2: I mean, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I I, I think they're having special guests, but, uh, but those are the four main ones. It's like, say what you will about hip hop today. You know, a lot of people are all over Travis Scott and ASAP Rocky and all that, and I'm not taking anything away from them. God bless them. But you, you know, you're talking here about like the peak. Um, you know the yeah. the this is a goat farm. Not not the founders of hip hop because they're not. But the, but Dr Dre and Snoop Dogg took hip hop to another level. And you know you don't have to be a lover of hip hop to to understand that. Um, I'm just getting a <laughs> I just know that Mary J Blige is going to sing "Dance for Me," and I just think it's so funny. You know, no holleration in the dancery <laughs> <laughs> Have she, you ever stopped to look? She's going to do her The lyrics of that song. No, I can't say I have. She says, no holleration in the Dancery.
2: I think that's on the screen written by by, a
3: Cuban. (laughs) (laughs) Holleration in (laughs) the (laughs) Dancery. No, Uh she for sure, she's going to sing that and Real Love. I mean, she has to do Real Love. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, she has so many. She's so, Mary J. Plythe is just so. Drama. Uh, normal drama is actually one of my favorite songs of hers. I don't know if that's going to cut the Super Bowl because, you know, that sounds a little dramatic.
2: <laughs> but that's a great opening, though. Think about it. Those chords start and she rises out of the rafters.
3: You mean her coming out with the Young and the Restless theme? Yes. <laughs> because yes. That's, what, that's the loop that that song uses. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's. think about it. it goes to that's why she says... In the song, because I was so young and restless. But that was long ago. I don't want to cry no more. That's so good. That's, I, I love her. I love her. And I, I love my favorite song of hers is actually um, My Life. Um, but again, those are like really, really depressing songs. But she she's one of these people. That's why Mary J. Blige is so critically acclaimed. Because she's somebody that, like, her voice just emotes in a way that, like, even the greatest singers in the world can't emote like she does. Do you and, think she gets um,
2: the right amount of love commercially? Yes and no.
3: Yes and no. I think in the R&B world, she is the queen. Right. And in the R&B world and even hip-hop world, yes, she is the queen of Mary J. It's like the temple of Mary J. Blige. I think mainstream-wise, she doesn't. Okay, that's fair. I think mainstream actually does not Because her biggest hit was Dance For Me. That's her biggest hit commercially. Like on mainstream radio.
2: Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't really and that, that because, song, I, because I know well, her songs, so I don't stop to
3: think but, about but, it. But that song is good. That's not her best song. No, at all. It's not. Um, so, you know, but that happens to a lot of people that aren't pop, per se. That their biggest hits are the more pop hits. And then, like, their real hits are... You know, there were the really good songs are not, you know, their best work, but but that's the story of 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 our of music, if that you is will, the story so of our musical tastes. Yes. So, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you hear what took a big tumble this week?
2: Uh, Bitcoin.
3: Pe- no, Peloton. No, Bitcoin okay. did, but Peloton, and Peloton.
2: I thought this was going a whole different route, but yeah, no, oh, they fired like twenty eight hundred
3: people. Yeah, 2,800 people, the CEO is stepping down. But okay, here's the thing I know nothing. This is why, like, I make no pretension to know, be an expert in the stock market. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, it's not something I could speak with expertise. I think, like most people, I have a very general knowledge on how it works. Right. Right. Um, and I let my app. Do the rest of my investing. <laughs> I look at my app every day where I have my investments. And I'm like, okay, it's going up. As long as it's not going down, we're good. <laughs> and if it's going down, I press the button that says change your investments. And Go conservative. And voila. So <laughs> hey, uh, Morgan Stanley, you want to uh, report or, or um, what are these uh, yeah, uh, investments? You want to use us? You, you wanna use sponsors. us as we a sponsor? Sponsor us. We don't well, we you could be your we, gimmicks, are you, we are in anyway. prime
2: demographic.
3: Right. What <laughs> I always find really interesting about all these like uh, companies is that like for example, Peloton earlier this year was valued at like I don't know if it was fifty fifty billion or eighty billion, and now it's valued at like five billion or a fraction right, right, right. of that. Excuse me. And I just think it's interesting that all these companies that get into, like, this hot water, like, they have this overvaluation of what it is. Because I know nothing about the trajectory and history of Peloton. And I think Pelotons are really awesome. This is nothing against the product. Right, right, I think I think Peloton is really awesome and, and I've 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 seen people use it and I've actually used it in one of their stores and I think it's the an awesome product. But I don't think it th- it takes a genius to realize that the uptick in Peloton was COVID. That people were at home where people were staying I mean and we're not business analysts. <laughs> right. Right. We are most bare <laughs> bones. Not, yeah. Yeah. Business we are not business analysts. So I think it's it's it didn't it doesn't take a genius to figure out that yes, there was a sudden uptick of Peloton, but that's because in part because people gyms were closed down. So what bubble. better way? What better way? I mean, because if you really think about it, Peloton really is the best way of not going to going to the gym without going to the gym because you have the equipment and then you have an interactive class. So it, it really does bring that element of being in the gym at home.
4: We don't feel
2: and they like, had to diversify their classes,
3: right? oh yeah yeah so it's like okay but didn't they see that like didn't they see that that was happening but but yeah no they they the ceo who i think is the founder has stepped down and all that did i tell you the whole thing about me wanting i thought about getting a peloton i think you mentioned it here yeah yeah that i i went to the peloton i was at Merrick park here in miami um and they had a peloton store and it was like oh uh they were on sale and it was like oh have a peloton for as little as like 40 dollars a month and i was like oh <laughs> because it's a, <laughs> that's a really high-tech piece of equipment and you know you have it at home and this was that mean during the coronavirus so i i go in and, I, and and i was like oh yeah you know it's like i don't know 40 bucks a month and no down payment you know and i'm like oh that's awesome Oh, yeah, but that doesn't include the classes, <laughs> which is so, the whole reason right, for, right, for getting right. a Peloton. And I think between the classes and like the extra equipment you had to get, it was like another 100 And I'm like, okay, no. I was like, okay, well, no. we'll we'll get the Peloton. No. <laughs> no, no.
2: You know what? Baeso, you can go with YouFit on Demand for less than $5 a month.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. See? Exactly. Where was it
2: As you wear, you know, the You Fit Jim's shirt.
3: Yes, yes. I also think that Peloton was not helped by Mr. Big. And um, somebody else had an issue with it. Oh, on Billions. uh, Daniel Hardman. Yes, the character played... Okay, I call him Daniel Hardman because that was his name on Suits. (laughs) (laughs) But what's his name? David Constantine. um, David Constantine? Uh, yes, who's on Billions. I watched Billions, I should know. Um, David... <laughs> C-
2: this is what happens when you watch too many shows with the same people? David Costable. Okay, yeah,
3: okay. He was on Suits and he's on Billions. On Billions, there was also a scene where he has a heart attack after using Peloton. Oh no. Yeah, but I think that they filmed it without knowing about the Sex and the City one. Well And yeah, vice versa.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. They just,
3: right. So so it's okay. like damn.
2: <laughs>
3: not good. Not good for yeah. for stock. Yeah, not not great, but but here we are. But here we are. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, you can just get a bike.
2: That <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, the funny thing is that during the pandemic, I mean you know this because you couldn't find a bike. But you also couldn't find a Peloton. There was, I
3: mean, there was right. a shortage of both at one point. Well, both. but actually, if there was something that came out good of the pandemic is that I did eventually find a bike. Yeah. I bought a bike. I bought a really good bike, and I started biking.
2: Yes, you did. You were doing, like, what, 15 miles a day? I started
3: cycling. How much?
2: You were doing, like, 15 miles every time?
3: 15? No, dude. I was doing 30. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there and back. No, I wouldn't do it every day. I would do it on the weekends, but I would do 30. It would take me, like, two hours, but I would do 30 miles, but that's and it's that's, pretty awesome.
2: That's a de-stressor for sure.
3: Yeah, totally. I, actually, I was about to say that. I found that when I was cycling, first of all, I wouldn't have headphones on because Traffic. you need to hear the what's around you. with
2: headphones off, you almost got hit by a car. So
3: No, I did get hit by a car. Well,
2: okay, I was going to say I almost got run over, but yes. Yeah, I did get hit by a
3: car, and I shared that here. On, but yes. Let me tell you when that happened. And that was without headphones. Um, it was without headphones. I have this this dock on the bike that I just put my phone on there, and I put the radio on so I could hear it. And then it's great because, like, the phone, there's an app that it works like a speedometer. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was one of the good things about that. I started cycling. So, you know. So, here we are. You were in shape.
2: <laughs> you, were, you were all fit.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> sort of. But, you know, actually, there's... I don't know if you've seen it online. Maybe our listeners have seen it. And every time I see it, I want to get it. This clothing brand that says kind of fit, kind of fat.
2: Oh, no, I haven't seen it, but I need it. Yes.
3: I'm like, oh, my God, that's totally us. That is us. Kind of fit, kind of fat. I mean, right now, I think I'm more one than the other. But, you know, when I start going to the gym, because, you know, I'm never going to be a skinny person or do I want to be a skinny person. Um, But... I've always been that bulky, beefy type, but um, but I've always felt that it's like okay, I'm i a little bit you know la barriga la tengo un poco you there, but my arms look
2: good, right. so I'm kind of
3: feeling and kind of fat. Right.
2: Listen, I always say, and like you, anybody who's seen my Instagram knows I like to go to the gym. That is my my me time. <coughs> but I always say, I if I have a six pack, great. It's not a goal. Why? Because although everybody loves a six pack, nobody has ever turned down a keg.
1: to find out if it's right for you.
3: That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> well, except for me.
2: Okay, but in the grand scheme of things like
3: because I don't really drink beer, but you know. okay
2: but if they showed up with a keg of, of, of you know soda, you'd be happy. happier. Than... I'm not
3: drinking soda anymore.
2: Okay, well you know you're gonna have to help me out here. Like, just go with
3: <laughs> go with the damn analogy you know i have to tell you that actually you know what then i'm gonna talk about something with our listeners okay um because i feel that you know this is a bit of a psa so <laughs> so and now that i'm on the other side of it i, I feel like i'm gonna ask you,
2: you i actually had been meaning to ask you if you wanted to bring it up but i figured so,
3: well i didn't want to bring it up um until I was on the other side of it. But I'm on the other side now. Thank you, God. So, I had a bit of a health scare um, in the last few months. Um, <laughs> actually, it was a huge health scare because I sort of lost my mind <laughs> um, regarding it. Yes, he it. did. Uh,
2: and he took us all along for that ride.
3: <laughs> I did. I took everybody in my life, anybody that knows me, along for that roller coaster ride. That didn't end. Um I've always had an issue with colon-related problems. I don't need to get into specifics. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, it's certain things when you're in your 20s. You're like, I'm in my 20s. Whatever. It's it's not a big deal. And then in your 30s, it's like... "Eh." But now, when you hit that milestone of 40, things that weren't that really important it's like oh that little pain i've had here for years maybe
2: i should check that out (laughs) right but then the funny thing is you've had it for years so it's not like
3: you've been dead by now so in other words i i um i started looking up the the symptoms or you know elements of colon cancer and I was like oh my god i have all of them i have all of them like and i'm not kidding listeners. listeners like i would call ishmael and like like i'm like i have colon cancer i have colon cancer
2: Like, and i would always tell him i'm like stop looking at webmd stop it because it's going to drive you insane just get the appointment and, I, and wait for the appointment I, I
3: knew i should i knew that i shouldn't look at google i knew i shouldn't do it but we're human. Did I listen to everybody's advice except, you know, even doctor's advice? No. I would spend hours looking up stuff about colon cancer. And I would even change the wording so I could get different bits <laughs> on, the, on Google. Um, and there came so, wait, a so just that in I case played...
2: they were, like, hiding the real information from you on the second yes. page?
3: <laughs> yes. I even went somewhere I would never been before. I went on Reddit. Oh, no. That's worse than yes. Twitter. Yes. Yes. And I was like, I have every symptom of colon cancer. I'm like, this is going to be the end of me. This is how I go.
2: Wait, I have a question for you about Reddit. Now, were they even able to make colon cancer racist? Because I feel Reddit is where racism goes to live.
3: Well, no, because, I, okay, what I was reading was colon cancer. So, like, it was, like, the worst of the worst okay. that I was reading there. But I, I even not thought about things. I'm like, okay, well, you know. You're going to have to find a lot of co-hosts when I start, you know... Uh, chemo. Chemo. Like, I, like, these are things that actually was... Like, th- I became obsessed. And th- anybody that knows me knows that I'm not uh, a hypochondriac. I'm not somebody that's, like, you know, gets yeah. scared you know, at that type of stuff. But I became, like, obsessed with that I had colon cancer. So... And then the peak of it really happened during the holidays. So you know, I couldn't get an appointment. And well, I had gotten an appointment, but the appointment wasn't until gen- you know late January. It was like one of those things. So finally, I do, I did go see a GI specialist, and um, I had an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. Um, and I am not ashamed to say that whatsoever. Um, Shouldn't be. And and they 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 found several polyps. Um, in my colon. Um, and thankfully, actually, today, uh, I don't think I have told you, today I actually got the call from the doctor's office that all the biopsies, thank God, were benign. Um, so I'm officially on the other side of it. And um, the reason why I'm bringing this up is, because you guys are probably thinking, like, why is DJ telling us about his colon cancer You know, scare? The reason why I'm bringing this up is, is very important. Um, colon's cancer is the second most diagnosed the third most diagnosed cancer in the con- in the country mm-hmm. and um i think it has a, the third uh, as well highest uh, morti- mortality rates a lot of people die from colon cancer the problem with colon cancer like many cancers if caught on time cancer. your grandfather
2: my grandmother my dad's mom
3: yeah the thing with it is that screening in the united states is at 50 that is when you should start um, a, your screenings for colon cancer but they have found that in in the western world especially people are starting to get colon cancer in their 20s and it, like really, really young because eso era antes de los viejos. Los viejos are the ones that got colon cancer. That's why the screening the screening starts at 50 it would start at 50 as a precaution because even at 50 it was still young to get colon cancer because like the average age of getting colon cancer was like in your 70s, Mm -hmm. right? But now they're recommending for you to start at 45 Um, The the Surgeon General, I think, or the American Cancer Society still has it at 50, but doctors are telling you at 45. You know what my doctor told me? Hmm. Because he found eight polyps and two of them were very big. He told me, if you would have not done this procedure now and you would have waited until you're 50, we would have been having a very different conversation. Of course. So that, you know, I was actually very relieved (laughs) but that that scares you because, you know, if I would have gotten my screening at 60, I would have been following, the, you know, the standard. Right. You I wouldn't anything
2: have... out of the norm.
4: Right.
3: Right. So the reason I'm bringing this up to everybody is that if you feel any cramps, if you find blood in your poop, if you you just know when there's something off. Listen to your right? body. Listen to your body. Go get a screening. Do not put it off. Because this this thing of colon cancer, it really is a problem. And a lot of young people are getting colon cancer. And the problem with colon cancer, like many cancers, it's one of these things that if you catch it in stage one or two, it's very treatable. It has a 90% yeah. uh, sur- uh, survivor rate. Um, but the problem is that people are asymptomatic for years for years and they have the cancer growing and like for example in my case i had eight polyps two of them were actually very large you don't know how long that had been in there
2: right yeah it could have been a week yeah. it could have been 10 so years. imagine if i would have
3: waited another eight years to get yeah. the screening like it would have been however old they are plus eight years right. and then uh, um, uh, um forgive a, my uh, a polyp...
2: forgive my forgive my polyps have to be treated right they don't just kind of no they're removed but right sorry but they don't it, polyps is not something that like you have it and maybe one of them just kind of goes away on its own no it no. has to
5: be removed so
3: here, here's the thing not all polyps turn into cancer but everybody that has cancer has it because of a polyp got it Right? okay so you can be somebody who has polyps your whole life and they don't turn to cancer but if you get cancer it was because of a polyp okay so they need to be removed um and let me tell you something like literally like I, I've only had an, endo-
2: an endoscopy not a colonoscopy so when okay. I when
3: I had my procedure done there was a moment that I'm like I'm there, and I'm like, when are they going to do this? And the lady's like, you've been in recovery for 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so it already happened. <laughs> because you know, when you go under, you kind of lose a, a sense of no, oh, yeah, a... you lose a sense of everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have no sense of nothing. <laughs> but
3: but you don't know. It's not like when you fall asleep that you could know. Like when you wake up the next day, you could kind of, sort of pinpoint when you fell asleep. Right, right, right. Um, oh, I was watching Jimmy Fallon, and I thought up to this guest, and then, you know, blank out. The last out. thing you remember. But w- right. But with anesthesia, it's different. It's like, what? There like, is no last w- thing you w- remember. Where did the last four hours go? Like, when I was 9 a.m., and now it's, like, 2 p.m. Like, what happened? Where did I go? Like, what did they do? <laughs> you know, in DM before, you have to get be clean as a whistle. <laughs> you have oh, to yeah. be caldo that's the worst part about it. The worst part about it is that the day before you're gonna be hungry, you know? Because caldo, <laughs> no sopa, caldo, and and jello. Um, but again, you know, the reason it's like, why are we talking about colonoscopies up um, better. Let me tell you. If you know, listeners, if you feel any listen to your body if you feel something that's off um you know because like for example rectal bleeding you know or bleeding in your stool that's not normal if you have that it's for a reason and and especially if you have it if you have it over and over again there's something that's off it doesn't have to be colon cancer but there's something that's off um but listen to your body and get a screening and if you feel that something is off go to a doctor because again colon cancer is a very real real thing and a lot of people are getting it really young and and you just have to be on top of it so this is the learn. that's my that is my psa for episode 190 and it is a
2: fantastic psa and listen at the end of the day two things number one you came out the other side fantastically which i knew you would um because i would i would tell you all the time i'm like (laughs) I would get mad at
3: you when you would tell me that. I'm like, how do you know you're not a doctor? Like,
2: shut up. Well, I mean, I, okay. A, what was I going to do? I was going to be like, oh, my God, yes, you probably have cancer. Cancer. can't. Like, what was that going to help, right? Number one. But, again, this wasn't something that you've only, you know, it's not like you've only had it for, like, three weeks. You know what I mean? So, I'm of the mind that if if something, yes, you should get it checked out. But if something's happening for a while, and you are still here, it's probably not something that's killing you per se, right? It could be, but maybe it's not, right? Still get it checked out, you know, and all that. But also, you know, at least you're not Marsha Cross.
3: What happened to Marsha Cross?
2: Marsha Cross had anal cancer, and she has now basically, because of the stigma of anal cancer, she has decided that she's going to become the face of anal cancer.
3: Oh, okay. Um... So wow! Now, I
2: I'm NK, you know, every time she comes out during cancer month, you know, she's got to talk about ass cancer. Is she okay? She's fine. Yeah.
3: Okay. You know, anal cancer and colon cancer are not the same thing.
2: I know. I thought they were, but they're not.
3: Nope, they're not. They're not. Wow. Um, wow. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean, she has that scarring in her head. It's
2: true. She has bigger problems. I guess if you, <laughs> if you survive that, you can survive anything.
3: What was her name? Sydney? Kim- was that her name? Kimberly on Marrow's, on Marrow's Place. On Place. So, you know that, um, I think, this reminds me of you, moving to other <laughs> subjects. Um, a lot of times when I'm in my car, and I'm, I don't know, killing time for whatever reason, I'm stuck in traffic, or maybe if, like, I'm sometimes having a snack in my car. <laughs> I'll, you know, I have a Tesla, so in the Tesla, you have a TV, um... You have a 16 inch TV, and you have Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, and all that. I start watching Dynasty scenes of Dynasty. Ooh, yes, and and they're great because, like, I think I know everything that's happened in Dynasty just by watching random two minute scenes. <laughs> and I have to tell you that uh, Heather Locklear, I didn't realize what a piece of work her character Sammy, Sammy Joe. Joe. Oh yes, Sammy Joe. Sammy Joe makes Amanda Woodward look like an angel <laughs> because Amanda Woodward. She wasn't. She, was she, she was a bad person. She was. She was a businesswoman,
2: determined to get business things done no matter what cost. You know that. that
3: I don't I, think. I don't think. I don't think she would kill a poppy. Right. She just wouldn't have one. Right. But Sammy Joe, who was the character that uh, that was like a breakout role, right?
2: She at that time she was actually on two shows. She was doing Dynasty and TJ Hooker at the same time.
3: Oh yes, TJ Hooker. Who could forget TJ Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cop show, right?
2: Yep, with William Shatner.
3: Right, but yeah, on that show. She was a piece of work. It's like oh no, so, <laughs> like no, she was just like. I mean, she 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 made Linda Collins like scared. Like she made Alexis Carrington. I mean, you, Collins, know, like, John you just blended the two. The you said Linda Wait, what Collins. Did I say? Did
2: Linda Collins. <laughs> Okay, wait. Linda Evans and wait, Joan do you Collins. picture do you picture Joan Collins' face with Linda Evans' hair or the other way around?
3: I don't know what <laughs> I pictured. <laughs> you know that I'm surprised that the character of Alexis Carrington on Dynasty, I'm surprised that she is not recognized more, like seriously speaking, the character as like a feminist <laughs> or like
2: Okay. I'll
3: I I, get it. She had some cojones. Like, she, 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 I mean, and and a lot of her, like, best, like, rants were, like, you know, I am a woman that gets what I want, and I will not be, no man is going to tell me what to do. It was very, if you think about it, ahead of its time, you know? So, yeah. (laughs) Linda Collins.
2: (laughs) Linda Collins. you think when you I've said it, i was like wait a minute i'm like that's not <laughs> that's not a person
3: so are you watching the olympics uh, listeners are you watching the olympics
2: i don't think anybody is the viewership is down
3: well the viewership was definitely down in the opening ceremony yeah, yeah, yeah. like right. like really really yeah. down <clears throat> i think a lot of it has to do with like china um just being China. People are like
2: China being I
3: China. People are people, are, people are, are upset that it was in China. Um, <clears throat> in the excuse me, in the opening ceremony, um, the Chinese president sort of gave a finger to the Americans and um, a lot of the uh, diplomats that boycotted the Olympics uh, because also. one of the one of the torchbearers who eventually. Well, I don't want to say they lit the cauldron because they did something different. There wasn't a cauldron. It was like the torch put in a snowflake, whatever. It was anticlimactic. He that, is. That doesn't from... seem very
2: smart. I mean, it's going to melt.
3: Well, it wasn't a real snowflake. Oh. Um, <clears throat> the, w- w- the final torch bearer, one of them, was from the region of China that the legend, yeah. well it's not legend; it's known Wuhan? the conce- concentration camps are going on oh, yeah sorry he's no, from no, there
2: Wuhan, Wuhan is where, Wuhan is where is the
3: covid, COVID was yeah. no um it's the area where the concentration camps are at um and he is from there and he's from one of the tribes from there um and a it, it was kind of seen as like a diplomatic finger to like the people boycotting Um, China because it's like look we put this person there we're not going to be nagged uh, to but you know I I was as I said I think last week I was against China hosting the Olympics in 2008 and everybody at that time you know was like melting and like, oh my god, this is like the greatest opening ceremony ever. And I'm like, yeah, and do you know like the press? Because what's really frustrating about the Olympics being in China again and 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 just to say this is nothing against the Chinese people or Chinese culture. Well Uh, I
2: the Chinese government is we're talking about about
3: about. the you know, Chinese government. Um you know in two thousand eight uh, when the Olympics painted this like beautiful landscape that was going to be the Olympics in Beijing, um, and it was beautiful because the stadium of the Bird's Nest is one of the most uh, just beautiful uh, architecturally stadiums out there. Um, the media, you know, the international media comes to to the Olympics, to every Olympics. The media was majorly censored. Uh, they couldn't write what they want. They had very limited access to Google and YouTube. Um, it was all the, uh, Google, YouTube, all that was censored by the government. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of reporters got in trouble. A lot of reporters had their equipment taken away. There was a huge, huge, huge issue with the press, right? Aside from, and in addition to, all the human rights violations that and occur everything every that has happened. <laughs> that occurred every day and occurred during the Olympics, yeah. And yet here we are Let's give them another Olympics right? It's almost like the
2: IOC is corrupt
3: You think? And it hurts me because I love the Olympics I love everything the Olympics stands for In terms of athleticism Um, I love watching the opening ceremonies I love it but, you know, I think it's just a total form of hypocrisy. I mean, they, they want to stay apolitical, and I understand that an organization like that has to stay apolitical. I get it. Do but, you agree. know, I think they're, to, to a degree, because I think that genocide and concentration camps is like, that's not up for discussion. <laughs> we're we're going to call that the line. Yes. That's not up for discussion. That's not us being like, well. Well,
2: but wait. Yeah. You know more about the history than I do. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Didn't they have it in Germany during the height of? They had them
3: in. They Europe? had them in Berlin in nineteen thirty six, and the, in Berlin nineteen thirty six the the that was sort of the height. I don't know. I, I don't know if the height is the right word, but Nazis were in full propaganda. Well, it was the Nazi games. And right. when you see pictures of the nineteen thirty six Olympics, you don't see the flags of the Olympic rings everywhere. You see the Nazis, right. the Nazi, uh, the Swastika. Wow. Um So it was the Nazis in full regalia um, during those games. But but uh, Hitler used the nineteen thirty six Olympics as a way of showing the superiority, I could never say the word, of the um, Aryan, race. Uh, Aryan race. Why can I never say Aryan race? Like, I can't say the word. Because it's stupid. Nobody should have, should say it. Um, he wanted to use those uh, Olympics as the... This is the learned part of the show.
2: Well, what the second um, The
3: part? Aryan uh, race, and um, he wasn't able to do that because the one who stole the show was uh, Jesse Owens. Damn right. Who was a runner... Uh, American runner and who was black, um, and he was the Phenomenal. rock star of those Olympics and he won his events and that's what everybody was talking about. And you know, that got Hitler mad <laughs> so. And we all
2: know Hitler was not happy to begin with, so
3: no, no, no. so um, so yeah, I mean look, that's a good example because by 1936 people knew what the Nazis were doing, right, right. Right. So it's not like, oh, oh, wait, you're not the, you know, the, the monks from Tibet that wanted peace. You're really doing this. No, <laughs> it's like people knew who the, 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 uh, the Nazis were by 1936. So whatever, you know, it, it's it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's hypocrisy at its highest level. And it's just very frustrating because at the end of the day, any Olympic games is about the athletes and you know the dedication together, to yeah. get there. You know, and and we've had an Olympian on the show. This is true. We have.
2: We have Daniel Leiva. One of one of so, our, one, one of my favorite people. I gotta say. I mean, it's like you he is. the Olympics, and you were just so like cool, and we just you know he is. Hung out and and, right
3: and, I, and yeah. I got to fulfill a fantasy of oh. wearing an Olympic medal. This <laughs> that was a hell of a trip. Yes, full house yes. and an Olympic I, medal. I, Y- y- yes. Happy birthday I, to I, I, you. Yeah, happy birthday to me. Yes. Like we went to the of Fuller House and I got to wear a, a, an Olympic medal. Yeah, I mean, what's going to top that?
2: <laughs> well, it's not your birthday, but something that's happening this week.
3: Well, I know what could top that.
2: Okay, it that we were thinking probably involves Mariah and I I don't have the powers to make that happen yet.
3: Yeah, no. Not yet.
2: Not yet. I'm working on it.
3: Well, you listen. I know an angle we could get Mariah on the show. What's the angle? The angle is you know most of our guests or I have our guests have been of you know Hispanic Latin angle. Remember that Mariah Carey's father is Venezuelan. This is true. This is true. So, so she qualifies. <laughs> yeah, and she dated be good for years. So that you know, That's true.
2: That has to count for something.
3: That has to count for something because it's like. You just didn't date a Spanish singer. You did it. Louis Miette. Yeah. Who, again, to quote you earlier, is an icon.
2: Iconic. That's an icon.
3: <laughs> yes. me it. I mean. I <sighs> oh when people,
2: like, something happens, like, 10 minutes ago, and people are like, that's iconic. I'm like, no, that just happened.
3: <laughs> what would be an example of that?
2: Anytime there's like an award show and, and one of like the, and of course I'm going the route of like, you know, gay Twitter or whatever, where it's like, you know, one of these divas does a performance and they'll just be like, that's an iconic performance. And it's like, no, we have to be removed from it more than three seconds before it's an iconic anything. I,
3: I still don't think Lady Gaga coming into an egg, coming at the Grammys in an egg was iconic. I think it was. It was memorable. I think it was just Lady Gaga being Lady Gaga. Eternal <laughs> whale.
2: It was a Tuesday for her.
3: a <laughs> whale. <And Dernalwell. laughs>
2: Mina Bjork's Swan dress. That's iconic. Um, because it's never been done before. Yeah, or but, since. But, but 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 I think
3: even by Bjork's oh, oh, standards, we're talking about iconic. But but okay, but wouldn't you say though that things that become iconic are not necessarily. Um, planned to be iconic. No, no, exactly, the, the, exactly. The reason I say that is because Bjork's swan dress, I don't think Bjork thought that that swan dress was going to have the life no, no, that no, no, it no. did. That
2: was Bjork just being like, I wear swan to Katame Awards.
3: <laughs> and I think that was probably her, you know, knowing that she was going to land on the worst dress list and, so you know, embrace it. <laughs> and Melissa and Joan Rivers were going to, you know, rip her one. Um, and here we are. Um, so yeah, but, I, I, I I don't think that Iconic things necessarily start Out being iconic
2: Well they shouldn't that's what makes them iconic Because things that become iconic are not necessarily Planned Right I mean they can be but not necessarily It's things that take on a life of their own
3: Right Right I agree with you okay. <laughs>
2: I'm glad you agree with me.
3: <laughs> hey, listen, listeners, we're doing the best we can with what we got. And we're we're doing this, this recording via Skype. Damn coronavirus. I know.
2: I know. And you probably still have a fever of like 101 or something.
3: I do. <laughs> uh, what is it? What is it? Feel the fever.
2: <laughs> Aw, Kylie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> speaking of Kylie, today I was speaking to my cousin. And my cousin's name is Kylie. My cousin's daughter's name is Kylie. That's right. And I was speaking to her. And until this day. When she first referenced it, Whenever I talk to her. Whenever she talks about her daughter. And she says Kylie for the first time. I I think of Minogue. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, yeah. like I still don't even think it's her daughter. <laughs> like and I, the girl's I been alive for like 13 years. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because by saying Minogue. That also ages us. Because a younger generation would not think Minogue would think Jenner.
2: Yeah, but that generation's wrong.
3: They are. They're wrong. Sorry. <laughs> they are. <They're> Sorry. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and if you want to be proven right, watch the video of... Um, uh, what is the video trajectory of Kylie Minogue videos? Yes. I, I'm telling you listeners, even if you're not a fan of hers, even if you don't know who she is or you know just a few songs of hers, she has a music video um trajectory that is unlike any other. Because the thing with her is that she started off doing like really low budget, cheap videos in the eighties, and then she sort of like evolved and 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 like you know, she, then she her videos became very
2: star and and, all that and, and her videos
3: became very high concept and very you know what they ended up being. <laughs> and it's just this, like really no, no, nobody saw that coming. Will you say that's iconic,
2: <laughs> that trajectory is iconic. Yes, I would have to say.
3: Yes, I would have to yes, say it's an iconic it's, trajectory. That it's like, oh wow, like <laughs> Kylie Minogue did a video and she's like in a bathtub with. You know, in a studio, and the walls, walls around her—you could, you could tell she was just, were just painted because they had no budget. It's like, and then you know, now she's doing a video of—I uh, don't know—swimming in chocolate, whatever.
2: Yeah, but even when her budget got bigger, she still had to share a set. Yeah. Would take
3: that. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, listen, that's that's too. They're not going to get that. <laughs>
2: It's okay for the four so, of you that did. You're welcome.
3: Yeah. I don't even think four people would get that reference. Listeners, <laughs> yes, it's this reference, if you know the band, take that. That they had this video of a song called, I think it's called Everything Changes. And it's like the Sephia tone video that's like, I don't know, it's from like either 1990 or 91. And Kylie Minogue has a video called Give Me Just a Little More Time that was... I don't know which one came first, but they were released within a year of each other. That it's the video is her in a cafe and the video is Sephiotone. <laughs> I remember thinking, like, these two videos look just alike. And they were shot at the same cafe. But no. the thing is that they're both tone, So it pretty much looks like the same video. It's, it's uh, would make
2: everything look similar.
3: Yeah. And it makes everything look interesting. It does. We need to bring it back. Yeah, you could go to like the supermarket and just go buy mangoes and avocados and film, film it in sepia tones and put, you know, the black bar at the top and the bottom, you know, to make it widescreen. Do you think we can just, do an IG
2: it's... live in sepia tones?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we could try. Let's figure it out.
2: Let's figure it out. That's our, our yeah. new challenge.
3: So, so. Anyway, is it soda time?
2: It, it could be soda time. Yes.
3: Okay, because I know my last soda this year, today.
2: (laughs) This year? Wow. (laughs) How long have we been talking? Um, Go for it.
3: So I'm going to give my last soda to um, somebody we've had on the show before. And um, we don't always agree with him. But We really like him uh, because he says a lot of times, things as they are, and we're a big fan of his documentaries. But I'm going to give my last soda this week to Billy Corbin. Oh, okay. um, Billy Corbin is very, very outspoken about all things Miami and South Florida, and he is definitely uh, a very loud voice within the community, but I think a voice that is very much needed. And I think that he calls out and brings to attention to things that otherwise... Well, definitely, the mainstream media um, would not bring about. And earlier this week, he posted, he tweeted something that says, uh, yeah, we reposted." You know, within a few years, within a, we posted on our on our Instagram, and it, it kind of went sort of like, in a few years, there will be no Haitians left in Little Haiti, there will be no Cubans left in Little Havana, there will be no Bahamians left in Little uh, Bahamas, uh, and basically, the people who built and made Miami flourished and bring all its culture will be priced out of Miami and will not be able to be part of that. And I and and, and that 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 um, tweet got reposted, I mean it went viral if you could say, but I think that that tweet pretty much perfectly encapsulates what's going on with the housing crisis here in Miami. And I know that this has happened in other parts of the, of the country, but you know, and I'm sure that in other parts when it's happened it's been as devastating, but it's but in our case, it's happening now. So there's still a chance to reverse it or slow it down if 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 we do what we need to do and bring this bring this to the forefront of policy and of issues that we have to deal with now in uh, in, in South Florida, Miami in specific, because the way that home prices are going now, most people that live here now will not be able to live here, will not be able to afford it. And that is a really big problem that I, I often say, people tell me all the time, like, oh, you should run for office. I would never run for office. But but if I were to run for office and I'd held elective office uh, or an elected position, housing affordability would be number one in my platform and number one in my agenda above everything else. You know, and even though I believe in climate change, and I know that climate change is something I would tackle on the head on, affordability or public housing and affordability would be number one in my in my agenda because it, it has to be and I don't think people are doing enough here and we're giving developers all this power mm-hmm. to build and do whatever the hell they want and you know for money and look I'm not anti-building I lived in downtown in a high rise I mean I'm a product of that and that was my dream. My dream was to live in a high rise downtown overlooking the bay. And I was able to do that. So it's not that I'm against that. I'm, I'm not against building and I'm not against progress, if you will. But there has to be a balance. There has to be a right. checked balance that if you're going to build, you know, 40 luxury high-rises that a one-bedroom apartment starts at half a million, no, half a million and not anymore, like six, seven $700,000, then you also need to have, you know, the same amount of investment in public housing and in apartments that, People can afford to live in affordable housing, housing, whatever that may look like. Um, And and right now, there isn't a priority to do that. There isn't any priority to do that. So my Coke goes to uh, my soda goes to Billy Corbin uh, for you know it is you know he has a very big base and a very big platform, uh, bringing attention to that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, you hit all the nails on the head that are then used to build very expensive. Residences, um, yeah. So my For the tech bros, the Bitcoin bro. Oh, the Bitcoin. <laughs> Ugh, don't even get me started. It's funny you say the Bitcoin bros because I was actually going to, <laughs> I was going to give my my last soda, I was going to give a flat soda actually to to Mayor Suarez, but I changed my mind at the last minute because of something that I just saw on Instagram. So I know a couple episodes back, and I don't know if this is a soda, a flat soda, or if it's just raise awareness um a few episodes back i brought up that one of the creators of the show riverdale uh, roberto aguirre sacarsa yes his father had been imprisoned in nicaragua uh-huh. as a political prisoner the guy's like 70 years old because he's a journalist he was imprisoned and you know for those of you who've followed even remotely you know nicaragua had their elections last year I used elections with the biggest of air quotes because it was I mean it was it was a farce. An election
3: it was just a, a formality it was a
2: formality <laughs> I mean it was a farce. Well, Roberto just posted an update that his 70 something year old father was just convicted of treason which he is not guilty of because he's a, right. he's a journalist. So I mean I guess well yeah I mean I guess if you're a journalist who writes things that are in, oppos- in opposition to a you know dictatorship essentially well then yes i guess that's treason in a sort um and he has been i think um he's gonna be brought up later this week but he's looking at facing at like eight i think like eight years in prison um and i just wanted to bring it up because I, i think that's something that you know we we tend to lose sight of sometimes you know being miami miami guys obviously we know about what's going on in cuba we keep very abreast of that but we can't lose sight of the fact that these things are happening across Central and South America every day. You know, these governments just kind of show up and, and do whatever they want. And, you know, to stretch, to, to kind of trickle that in, you know, we've always got to be vigilant. You know, you, you can't just oh, well, that doesn't happen here. Oh, that
3: doesn't happen here.
2: Whoa. <laughs> uh, right, right. But, but right. But that's Prior
1: to January 6th, 2000, 2021, a lot of people would have said, oh,
3: that doesn't happen here. And yet, here we are. And here
2: we are. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I do hope at the very least that, you know, that Roberto, that, and I would love to have Roberto um, on the show. I mean, I've tried to get him, but it's, it just hasn't happened. Um but you know, one of the things, one of the options that they have is, if, I think it's you're over 70 in Nicaragua. You can um, live out your your sentence as a home arrest, like you know, and right. so he they're they're hoping at the worst case scenario, you know, or sorry, best case scenario, you know, fine. He just goes gets to go home. Um, but you know, I know it's said um, way too often, but honestly, you know, thought my, my my thoughts and prayers are with him and his family because this gentleman, his father, has been in prison for, I believe if not exactly, uh, approximately 200 days.
3: Wow. Right. And over there, you know, forget due process. Exactly. exactly. What is due process? <laughs> I,
2: I, okay, I no me explico. Right. But those are the things that, you know, then when you have people, you know, like, oh, you know, socialism is great and communism, eh. you know, all that bullshit. It's just, it's, it's just, it's like, no, you guys, like, you don't. I've
3: said that here on the show many times. Um, actually, it was one of the things that I said in our video that went um, viral last year mm-hmm. uh, regarding uh, the Cuban protests. There's a lot of forms of privilege. Privilege is just not white you know, being white and having privilege over, you know, people of color, Um, there's a lot of different types of privileges. Obviously, the white privilege is the most, the one we hear about the most, and the most prevalent one, but there's there's a lot of different types of privileges. And what I always find very interesting is that all, all these people that talk about how wonderful socialism is, and again, that's not to say that, you know, me specifically in terms of, like, my, um, my, um, values or what I think. I'm not against social programs. I'm not against certain, you know, welfare and things like that. Quite the contrary. I'm very for that. I'm for socialized medicine. I'm for all those things. But there's a difference between that and you know, a full blown socialism, or these people that are totally anti capitalist and it's all about socialism and communism and all this stuff, and it's like, right, <clears throat> because you are saying that from a point of privilege. Por que? Porque you have grown up at least middle class your entire life, and you have your fun, fancy little gadgets, you know, your iPhone and your MacBook Pro, and you know, yeah, I was going the iPod. <laughs> those are the lesser ones the right Um, um you have all these like you know creature comforts and here you are telling people you know talking about how terrible capitalism is and how you know socialism and even communism you know is so great and it's like really that is the ultimate form of like that is a a a form of privilege that you think this and you're not taking in consideration the not only the reality, but the lived experience of billions of people that are telling you, hey, this is what the reality is, and this is what you go through, and this is what we went through. You're like, no, 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 no. You know, no. Che Guevara was a hero. He fought for the common man, anti-establishment. It's like, give me a break, Sean.
2: Should Sean, Sean for Connecticut. With, Sean with your silent X in your name. <laughs> oh,
3: it's like really no, like no. So yeah, yeah and what yeah. what you were saying is very important because these are all the things that happen every day, in a lot of these Latin American countries that don't make the news here and nobody knows about, or, or, or only pockets of people know about. Pero esos son las cosas que la gente no habla. But yeah. then, you know, they'll, they'll go around and say, oh, Daniel Ortega and the Sandinitas are a party of their people who want to, you know, give, you know, people that don't have money and farmers and, you know, uh, common folk, you know, power money. It's like, yeah, they do have the, ex- you know, and not that those people shouldn't have those things, but, you know, uh, does that also mean that you're giving away every single right that you have as there a human should being? Be a balance. You know? <laughs> yes, you know, so...
4: Anyway, well,
3: everybody, that was episode one hundred and ninety. Uh, listen, we tell you, listeners, we are gonna, we give you a show every week <laughs> through thick and thin.
2: Ain't no so COVID when the coronavirus.
3: Stop us. When the coronavirus happened, Hollywood shut down, but but no, let me tell you, did not. We did not. And even when we got the coronavirus, we ain't shutting the show down. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Hugh Jackman
2: gets coronavirus. Oh, the Music Man closes down on Broadway. Darian gets coronavirus. We keep
3: going. We keep going. So, anyway. Well, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. And remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you for joining us, everybody.
2: All right. Cuídense, mi gente. Hopefully, next week, we'll be back in person. Yes. Hopefully, you'll <laughs> test negative. Yes.
3: Yeah, so, have a great weekend, everyone. Right, Bye.
2: Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You it's co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michelangelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods,